Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Just wanted to take a brief moment to give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle and Fin Podcast. We use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out Anchor. Dot .fm or download the free Anchor app to get started. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. You're listening to the Real Down, sponsored by Catch Photo Release Tournaments. This is your premier tournament source. Here are your hosts, Sam Jones and Dan Perry. Welcome to the Reel Down. Uh, this week, I'm going to have Brad Hicks with me coming back to the Reel Down. What's uh, up? Not much. Thanks for being on the show. Sam's out this week. He was busy. He's got a lot going on in his life right now. So I'm happy you could come on with me, Brad. Yeah, dude. I'm excited. I haven't been on since uh, October. Yeah, I, I took your place back then, so it's yeah. it's nice to have us both on here. You're you're the better you're the better man for it. You you do the tournaments more than I do. Yeah, <laughs> well, you do great on the review show, and you get to play with all the cool stuff now. So, <laughs> yeah. so on the show tonight, if you're watching on YouTube, you've already seen them. Tonight we have Ryan and Katie Baca of Texas, formerly Pittsburgh, and they are a husband and wife couple who fish. They're really fishing everything this year. So welcome to the show, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So so how do now you live in uh, it said little Elm, little Elm, Texas, which is on the water, right? Like on a lake. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, yeah, it's about a five minute drive for us. Okay. <laughs> so what brought you how long have y'all been in in uh Texas? Maybe two years. Okay. What what brought y'all out there from Pittsburgh? Uh, I actually got a job down here. Uh, I went back to school, and once I graduated, they recruited me to move down here for a job. So, and we uh, we might have looked at the fishing down here. That may have been just a little <laughs> bit of a factor. So that that was like a, a big question I had because whenever I think like the hotbeds of bass fishing in the U.S., you don't necessarily think about uh, about Pittsburgh. I know that there's been a classic up there. You know, and and you've got some other urban guys like obviously Iconelli would be the big one, Adrian Avina, 
Jersey guy. Um, so what, what I'll ask you first, Katie, what got you into fishing? Uh, it was my friends when I was a young teenager, uh, friends of mine really enjoyed fishing and I tagged along. We all worked on a horse farm together. So I started doing that when I was about 15 or 16 or so and never stopped. <laughs> all right. And always bass fishing or just no, actually up north, um, it's not just bass. We usually go for trout more often. Um, we did chase bass, but they're, you know, like a tenth of the size they are here. So, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in Ohio. I know that feeling. Exactly. Uh, other other <laughs> than the smallmouth fishing, the smallmouth, smallmouth fishing in Ohio is great. <laughs> yeah. And, and everybody gets their turn catching the four bass up there in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A little Ohio dig there. All right, Ryan, how about you, buddy? How did you get into bass fishing? Uh, well, I started out trout fishing also whenever I was like eight. Uh, my good friend there, uh, they had a big cabin up in the mountains, and they would go up for open day of trout every year, and that's where I started fishing. And then I actually didn't, didn't start bass fishing until about four years ago. Okay. Uh, a friend of mine took me out on Erie on his boat to go for bass. We caught one bass all day long <laughs> in the freezing cold. Yeah. But I was still hooked. <laughs> it, it, it was just nice being out there on the water and, yeah. you know, and it, after that it was, I wanted to fish all the time again. It, so <laughs> Lake Erie will humble you, man. That, that, that place is, if you don't know what you're doing, it's pretty tough. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool and so why why do you go with a kayak rather than stand with a you know stand with a big boat i enjoy the kayak personally i was gonna yeah. say it's, it's one of those things that gets you closer to the water it's yeah. not noisy and you know you don't disrupt everything when you're on a kayak so it also is helpful to you know sneak up on fish <laughs> well, and where we started there weren't many places where we would be able to bring a boat other than like the rivers and stuff. Most yeah. of the lakes near us were no wake, no wake too small. Mm -hmm. So we, I like electric a motor that. restrictions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That and there's some places that we would launch the, the vegetation. There was no way you were going to get a boat. Back yeah. There. So <laughs> it's just too thick. <laughs> we have a lake like that up here in Ohio, but they don't allow any motors of any sort so it's just human propelled in general it's pretty cool yeah it is really nice like some of the lakes that we would go out on um it was really nice to not have any boats around <laughs> that yeah. was one thing we had to do coming down here not to mention the lakes are about twenty thousand times larger <laughs> than oh, most of the ones we fished at home <laughs> yeah yeah so what I, I see you have an old town shirt there. What 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 kind of kayaks y'all in? Old town predator PDL. Predator, okay. <laughs> oh, both yep. predators? Yeah, we're both in predators. Yep. That, nice. Yeah. I've never been in one, but I've heard they're fast boats, huh? Oh well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually in a old town predator MX a few years ago, and that thing's really fast too, and it handles current great. Oh, uh, it was a good it was a good boat. I miss it. <laughs> yeah, they track really well, you know, especially with how windy it is. Our first kayaks were ocean kayaks. They were just paddle kayaks. Um, 
I had a trident and capers. Yeah, he was in a caper. Um, and we loved them. And up in Pittsburgh, they were a lot of fun, but we had a lot of mountains. So there's not nearly the amount of wind that there is here. Um, so it took like, I don't know, two weeks of us being here to realize like, um, we need pedal kayaks. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's too hard to stay in, you know, when the winds are gusting at 20 and 30 miles per hour. Yeah. yeah. It definitely added a, a unique challenge to learning all the lakes and everything down here. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I was stationed in Abilene, like two and a half hours west of Dallas. And, and it was, uh, yeah, it all that flatness. It gets real windy out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, one of the reasons we had you on, besides being awesome people, we and just being a husband and wife couple, like I love my wife and we have our own separate things, but <laughs> I think that's kind of, you know, that'd be awesome. I, like I, I kind of idolize that. Like you see some other couples like AJ and Christine who are out on the road and y'all too. What, what's it like being a couple who enjoys, who has that same love for the same sport? Awesome. Yes. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't, I don't ever have to worry about saying, Hey, I want to go fishing. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Like, why aren't we actually, going fishing? <laughs> actually, I'm not going to lie. There are times where I get home from work and she's like, we're going fishing. Right. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> do we have to? All right, fine. Let's go. <laughs> you know, like that's one awesome. of those long days, you know? <laughs> and it's wow. nice to have somebody who's that, well, frankly, obsessed with your hobby as you are, yeah. <laughs> you know, some, some couples, I mean, the stuff you see all the time are all the memes of wives getting angry that they bought a new fishing pole or yeah. tackle or anything like that. That doesn't happen here. No. <laughs> that's, that's nice. It's more, yeah. it's more like if you bring any of that stuff home, did you get one for me? I mean. <laughs> Actually, our, our Valentine's <laughs> gift to each other was tackle. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So I, I, I think the one concern I have with that would be, like I come home with a bunch of tackle, I feel guilty, so it kind of keeps me at least not going crazy. How do you stop each other from buying stuff? Like I, it would if me and I think if me and my wife both did it, it would just go out of control. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tried it. Okay, it's obviously went out of control. <laughs> at, at times, at times, it's gone. It, de <laughs> it depends on like, is there a really good sale going on, and then like. We'll start loading up a cart or a basket, and when we before we leave the tackle section, I'm like, okay, we got to start doing some math. Like, just kidding. it's absurd. Like, this is ridiculous. It, go but, easy on those uh, jackhammers. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> we actually, up until this year, we had never thrown a jackhammer, and yeah, now we, we're obsessed. Yeah, we yes. were old school chatterbait forever. We've got a billion of them, but. Man, you can't beat the bite on those jackhammers. Yeah. I haven't used one yet, but I, seriously, I, yeah. if you don't want to go broke, just don't. If yeah. you want to fish, do it. I, I'm I'm stuck on the uh, Project Z's, so I, I think I'm good for a while. Yeah. Nice. So we, I mean, you know, there's a real down. So we talk about tournaments all the time, and we've had everybody from Jody Queen to. Oh Lord! Everybody talks about jackhammers and how good they are. Do y'all? So we gotta talk about that for a second since you're talking about them. Do you have a certain trailer that you like? Everybody kind of has their own take on trailers for the chatterbaits. For me, it depends on the color I'm throwing. Oddly enough, but 
most of the time I tend to gravitate towards a grub. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think cool. that just the way that that propeller tail starts going um, adds to it without taking away from the vibration in the front. You know, it's not kicking in opposite. Yeah. So for me, that tends to work really well. For me, I mostly take my old swim baits, the ones that are torn up in the front and you can't get them to stay on anymore. I'll cut off the tough front of them and I'll put those on there. That's a good idea. Never, yeah. I never thought That's, about that. That's another thing. That's how we survive, you know, with, oh man, how do you not go crazy? Well, we're really good at recycling and repurposing and like maintenance is a really, a really big thing. Like we do not buy reels, you know, every six months or anything like that. You know, we're still throwing reels that are two years old because we get attached to them, but we also just keep our maintenance up on them. Yeah. I, the last show we had Russ Snyder's on and he would like that man, he makes his own tackle. He'll, he takes mend it and he fixes all of his own old swim baits and soft plastics and, He's one of those, you know, like y'all, really good at that. That's something I need to do, yeah. We've totally tried to find, like, good ways to repair plastics. And unfortunately, some of them, there's no bringing them back once they're just wrecked. (laughs) You could always melt melt them down and uh, re-pour. That's actually what we we started doing. We actually have a bunch of of them set aside to 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 melt them down and mess around with it. That's cool. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so y'all are signed up for the uh, the Hobie event on Lake Fork. I- I'm sorry, the yeah Hobie event. Yeah, yeah. yeah do y'all do y'all usually do y'all usually use a motor or is it and is yeah. this something different for you? No. no, no. Okay. We never use motor. Yeah, we never had motors on ours, so that's yeah. not. I I don't either. I I know some people with the KBF and all that. That's kind of, I guess maybe a downfall. I see it. I mean, I'm fishing the uh, bass event too, or a couple of them. So I guess I could go either way and maybe one day I'll get a motor, but you know, I kind of like the purest side of it just being human powered too. That That's cool. Yeah. To me. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the same that's, way. That's how we feel about it. It's and not to mention the fact it's just more weight and more stuff and more battery power. And like that takes away from the whole reason we're on a kayak to begin with. Yeah. yeah. There's something to be said about uh, somebody who pedals a kayak or paddles a kayak and beating the guys that do have motors. It, I know. Yeah, it, it's a good feeling. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, not, a lot of times, I mean, obviously everybody has their own feeling on this, but it seems like kind of motors are just the arms race of what's going to be next, who's going to have the next fastest, the new, the lightest, you know, with a Mr. Jack Eric Jackson coming out with the carbon fiber boats. What's going to be the next iteration of what we all need next? You know, so oh, yeah. it's, it's it is nice to have that line in the sand of no motor motor and and Hobie's staying with that. I I definitely dig that too. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about Lake Fork. Have y'all been out there yet? Oh, we love Lake Fork. Yeah. <laughs> is, how, how far is that from y'all? Hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, depending on which part of the lake we're going to. Yeah. So is that like your home lake there, or is there yeah. one closer? Uh, we we tend to go to Ray Roberts. That's, that's, our, Ray Roberts. that's our home lake. Even yeah. though we live on Louisville, our home lake is Ray Roberts. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, I, I think you see all these different tournaments, and 
you know, Florida does a good job with trophy bass, but everybody, what Texas is doing out there, share a lunker program, just what they've, how they've transformed their fisheries, such great management. It's definitely a model for everybody else in the country. And I think we're all jealous of how many kayak tournaments, how many trails and mm-hmm. the fishing out there in Texas and, and what the, mm-hmm. what the state's been able to do. Oh, absolutely. The, I mean, the share longer program is awesome. Um, that was something we didn't come upon until a couple of months after we moved here. And I was pretty bummed out because I did catch a share longer within like two weeks of being here, but had no idea that that existed. So what, what was that your personal best then? Um, at the time. Yeah. Well, like what is it? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't the top share longer. No, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, le- a legend, legendary, yeah, is that the top one? It's a legendary. Oh, they have like three different tiers and uh, I think the, the lowest tier is 24 inches or eight pounds. eight pounds. And then it's like 11 and 13, I think. And a, oh, it's a legacy bass. That's, That's the, the biggest ones are legacy. It was not a 13 pounder. I'd have probably just dropped over dead if that happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, what, yeah, what, what's your personal best out there? Um, right now, 8.9 pounds. Um, yeah. And the, <laughs> the length is, I think, 24, 24 and a half. It's definitely 24, but I can't remember if it's just above that. But the weight, for sure, is 8.9. What's the Yeah, 24 and a half? I do she actually she landed in a, the what's the name of the fishing magazine game. The, the fishing game magazine for Pennsylvania before we moved down here for <laughs> oh. like a five pound largemouth like twenty four something inch wow and then yeah. moved down here and and it was like that fast I caught a five pounder and yeah. I was like yeah oh like yeah. <laughs> it, it was like the the five pounder down here was what like nineteen inches. No, it was another 24-inch oh, that fish. One? Yeah. Damn. That was the one that I was like, man. <laughs> I, I was going to mention that uh, here in Ohio, uh, it, you catch like a four or five pounder. You're doing pretty good. Oh, yeah. Right. You're like, right. I'm there, man. I'm pretty yeah. point. And you come here and you're like, I'm a failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my, my, my biggest was 4.6 and 21 inches. So if that, if that tells you anything about the fishing here, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, we're, we're, yep. we were right next to you. We appreciate that. It's a good size bass up there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's all relative. Yeah. Right, how, how about you, Ryan? My she got you beat? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's got me beat by at least a pound. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, my personal best was, well, actually, my personal best, um, lengthwise, hopped off the board during a tournament it was on devastating. Oh. So I never got weight on it or anything. I actually didn't even get a good picture of it to, to turn it in. And so. all I got, I got about this far and boop, off the board it went. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that, that was heartbreaking. But uh, the ones that I got a measurement on was on Ray Roberts, I think. Mm-hmm. Seven. Like seven, seven. Yeah, something like that. Oh, that is that even? That's not even a bass. Get out of here! No, <laughs> I mean I, I'm here in Alabama, and we have, we have so much pressure that you can go out there and catch those bigs like that, but they're very few and far between. You know, yeah. so. and they're and like they're around, but they're by no means easy to catch. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wish I could 
say like, oh yeah, I'm ripping 10 pounders out every two days. That's not the case. I mean, we catch big bass often, but those yeah, big longer bass are like probably like once every month or two. I'd say on like the local trails, you'll see guys winning it with two or three 20 pound or, or 20 inch. I was like, what? 20 inch fish. <laughs> um, I, in their stringer, you know, and it, yeah. so you'll see them, but you don't, you don't see those huge fish. Like I think we had one, one guy actually Athens last year. Oh yeah, uh, Brandon he, Lemer. Yeah, he, he caught on a net rig an eleven pound. It was eleven or thirteen. Jeez. It was an absurdly huge fish. Yeah, first of the season. Yeah, and it was January. It was freezing cold out. Yeah, and raining and miserable. And we all get back to the weigh in. He was like, "You won't believe this." And everybody was just like, that's sick. Like, <laughs> first tournament in terrible weather, and he gets this monster. <laughs> like, I, I yeah. throw my Ned Brig on six-pound line. I, I don't think I would get a fish that big in with that. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yeah, you would yeah. be yeah, As you'd long definitely as you not like, rub your line or something, you <laughs> you would be very surprised at what you'd land with that small line. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've I, I probably caught a five, but that's, and I feel like that one was lucky. I've caught some big catfish, but never, you know, a massive fish like that. Yeah, right. So yeah. Kurt Smith's caught a 50-pound blue channel or a blue cat catfish on eight-pound mono up here on the yeah. Ohio River. It he, just had to play, he had to play with it, play with his drag, so it, it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, some of the biggest fish that I've caught are on my smallest rod that yeah. I use for, like, cranking and stuff. It's just if you finesse them and you know how to work a drag and whatnot, and you're not trying to just muscle them up into your in your boat, it can totally be done. That's, That's someone, one of my problems. Someone might have a little problem with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's kind of a big guy. <laughs> hey, God, get him in there. Yeah. Okay. That's, that, that's why says, I use braid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too, but it still doesn't always help. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so talking about Lake Forica at the tournament, this is where we're recording on Tuesday and the tournament's this weekend. Are y'all uh, are y'all going to be practicing more this week, or what? what's your plan for it? Or just going in, you've done, you know what you know, and time to go. Um, we definitely have our favorite areas that we like to launch. Yeah. Um, but we don't tend to over pre-fish at all because that gets in our head and you start, you forget to fish what you're fishing that day. You start, you know, my, one of my biggest things that I try to avoid is to fish memories. I do not like to do that. So pre-fishing isn't always on the top of our list. I think research and like mapping is way more important than pre-fishing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's for the most part. Uh, I do like to pre-fish like a couple weeks beforehand, just to see like color of the water and everything, and see like whenever the tournament comes, what has changed, because that definitely helps figure out what's going on. But yeah, I'm not very. I, I don't have to be out there like for four days before the tournament or whatever. The yeah, I think the last time we were on Fork was like the beginning of January. Um, and we were just, that was just a fun day of fishing. But yeah. 
it's definitely no matter what you're looking for you will find it there whatever kind of fishing you like to do and yeah. pretty much everywhere you launch there you're like this is the sweetest fishery i've ever seen you <laughs> like everywhere you go but it's not that easy to catch them all the time on pork mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no. and i haven't looked at the weather it's it's definitely still like early pre-spawn late winter there huh yeah, it's and the weather, it's definitely taken a swing <laughs> in a big direction. Like it was 78 degrees here yesterday, hmm. and it's going to drop into the 30s to, uh, or either tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday wow. nights. Yeah, there same thing the here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to start raining and thunderstorms. So the weather's going to be a little dicey going into it. <laughs> yeah, it was a rude awakening this morning whenever I got up and it was like, <laughs> 50 degrees and it was already the high for the day mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> after so when, 78 yesterday how, how's that work whenever you're out on the water y'all i mean is it something where a lot of the times you're working together or you just kind of go off do your own things or we, we fish totally differently yeah I, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah my my style is a lot different than hers and we last year that was actually one of our problems is we would stick too close to each other like so within we, ear or eye shot of each other, if something were to happen, just because yeah. we weren't familiar with this kind of area. Um, yeah. But it, it was tricky because we fish differently. So sometimes, you know, one of us was going too fast or too slow or, you know, like that type of stuff is hard to do. But the one thing we are kind of limited to is at being at the same launch because we're on the same truck. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. A lot of times, even when we do that, we have such different preferences for areas to fish that we tend to like, okay, I'll see you later. Bye. Good luck. You know, and we just take off in separate directions. So (laughs) has there ever come a time where like maybe one of you wanted to change launches and the other one's like, uh, no, I'm on them. I'm not doing that. Yep. (laughs) So, So is it whoever's doing better gets to make the choice or? Yes. Yeah. If somebody, if one of us is on them, like good. Yeah, I I would never try and make some make her move if she was on fish. And I wouldn't do that either. I, and when that has happened, um, you know, we'll, whichever one of us isn't on fish just tends to like, all right, well I'll go meander over here, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll go try and find something else then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, if like, does it ever change your strategy? Like, let's say, uh. Katie, you're, you know, you're in the lead because yeah, y'all use turn tourney X for the tournament tournaments you usually Fisher. So if it's, you're in, let, let, let's say you're in the lead, um, and you don't catch a fish for a while, Ryan's doing okay. And he's like, you know, to help you, do you ever, I mean, it's totally legal to do that. Would you ever help each other? Like I've never had a partner like that where it would be. You need no. that. F- you need that fifth fish. Come over here, babe, because I know where they're at. And and no, no, no. No. that last one. Yeah. For that. yeah, that's that's disingenuous, man. That's no. You got to catch them if you're going to catch them. <laughs> like we love each other and all, but no, you can't have my fish. <laughs> like sorry, <laughs> but it's more of the other thing too. I in particular, I don't look at leaderboards ever. <laughs> So I don't know where I stand versus where he stands yeah. unless we happen to like cross paths. Like we were just doing a KFW tournament last weekend and 
seriously like went two completely separate directions and halfway through the day crossed paths and it was just like hey you doing any good nope me neither bye you know like and we just kept going <laughs> opposite direction but um yeah we don't play that game <laughs> we're like you said we're too competitive yeah <laughs> that, that's pretty cool though I, this is kind of a cool perspective because you don't see this very often i, I think dan oh there he is Dan froze for a minute, but yeah, you don't see this perspective very often, so it's it's interesting <laughs> to me. Yeah, yeah, we've noticed that. Like, you know, it's I don't. You do see a lot of the teamwork type stuff yeah. that happens, mm -hmm. but we've also not been exposed to a ton of couples. Um, there's only a couple here and there, like. But Carol it's real. It's real. Like we've seen them at one or two events, not you know, all the time. Yeah. And like with Christine and AJ's situation, you know, he doesn't fish them. So yeah. he's there, but, uh, so it's one of those. Well, they both can be fishing bass, right? Yeah. That's going yeah. to be fun. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. they're both signed up for that one. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So, so what, uh, if it's still that early pre-spawn, late winter kind of bite going on, especially with a cold front coming through, is there something that that you've seen that, I mean, if you're out there fishing on one lake, I'm sure it's pretty close to the same on another. Is there, um, you know, some kind of, tech, without giving up any juice, or are there some techniques or something that's going on working right now for you? Oh, that totally depends on where, <laughs> like, the... The stuff that worked on one lake last Saturday was totally not what worked on Sunday at a totally different lake. So it really, yeah. I mean, around here we've noticed, like, you can't say this thing at this time of year, totally going to do it, you know, regardless. But with it being that, um, you know, with that big of a swing happening, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a little more finesse -y. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they backed off a little bit and got in deeper. Yeah, and paying attention to, you know, locating them is going to be tricky. I think if if it does swing that far, I don't know what the water temps are at the moment. I think last I saw them, they're like in the mid fifties, so it might not affect them that much. But mm -hmm. all the if it does storm that much and that much runoff goes in that's going to change the game up too well forks that are a uh flood advisory right now yeah because of how much rain we've had recently so it's all chocolate milk from mm. what from what i've heard yeah I, I haven't seen it but from what i've been told it's it's just all chocolate milk right now bust out yeah. those black and blues yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and chatter jackhammers Exactly. <laughs> See, it always goes back to a jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, is there uh, like some favorite techniques that y'all have? I, I know you said that you fish totally different. What, what, what makes that different? And what kind? What, what's your specialty? I guess besides the jackhammer. I love shaky heads, like shaky heads and wacky, but wacky rig. Those are. <laughs> I'll, I'll throw those all day. I love a shaky head. I hate a wacky rig. <laughs> um, and I definitely tend to gravitate more towards swim baits a lot. <laughs> Big swim baits, yeah, little cool. swim baits. Yeah. 
Um, like normal sized ones, not like my arms gonna fall off after half a day <laughs> throwing at ones. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I can't swing those monsters all day long. That's oh, yeah. that was the reason we got pedal kayaks because I had shoulder surgery years ago. So doing that with the stuff that's got a lot of resistance is tricky. I mean, even with a jackhammer, to be honest, I can only throw that for so long, and then at some point, I'm just punishing myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys listen to KBN Live or anything, but they just had Jake Harshman on. And he yeah, was talking yeah. about using his jackhammer down on a Seminole. And he said by the end of day one, his hand was still shaking because of that jackhammer thumping so hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <I'm doing that>. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, so is there a certain, like, what do you think it's, I guess a couple of questions. What do you think it's going to take to win it? and maybe be in the money is is there a certain like this is what i need to do to do well and this is what i think it's going with are you talking um length like your the stringers that it'll take yeah yeah the length for the two-day tournament my I guess mean, are we talking 200 or i i'm i'm saying 185 i'm gonna yeah. go a little higher than that because every time i think you're like that sounds reasonable. 185 is about right. Somebody just demolishes that. And you're like, how did you get 198? How did that even happen? Yeah. So, so I'm, <laughs> I don't think it would be impossible for it to be in the 190-200 range. Uh, I, I definitely think it's possible. I just It depends my, on who's fishing. Is, is Guillermo Gonzalez going to be fishing this tournament? Yes. I believe. I, I I'm not so. sure. I think so. <laughs> yeah. I don't he, see wouldn't be <laughs> yeah he, he's one of the best fit fishermen out there i he's gonna put up some big numbers him and oh, matthew scotch always, <laughs> always yeah he's i mean he's an amazing angler and he's just a really cool guy he's fun to hang out with at the way and whatnot <laughs> yeah so but besides him you know the scotch guillermo and y'all two are there some other names that everybody should be looking out for brian howell yeah. <laughs> Everybody Howell. keeps saying that, man. It, he, he, won, he won oh. the Hobie Bass Open out there last year. Yeah. Yep. yep. And he, he's good down here. Yeah, he does. He's he's a very consistent angler. You know, that's something that, I mean, even we're totally still working on down here is just that consistency to be able to fish any conditions, any lake. You know, there's, there are some lakes here that just beat the crap out of us. You know, like, <laughs> I do not do well in, like, mud holes that just have some rocks on them. You know, you put all kinds of junk in the water, like Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, that's where the bread and butter is. But um, who else would be names that's going to be there? I'm not sure who's on the list. Yeah, honestly, we'd have to like pull the list. Although Pendergraph <laughs> wouldn't be a bad. He's yeah, he Mark Pendergraph. Well. I've, I've heard that name before. He, he does pretty well on fork. Yeah, he he tends to get on them too. Um, I don't know. Well, it's it, it's okay. That's you know we're rooting for y'all too. So you know, heck <laughs> with everybody else. Oh, I, we're just I just tell everybody I'm I'm a fan of the sport, man. I just enjoy watching the leaderboards. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's when well, we're not. When we're not at them, that's a big thing that we're totally keeping an eye on them. You know, <laughs> when there's big ones going on, you know, you're always kind of like, yes, they're in the lead. Crap, they fell behind. You know, and we'll be on the water, <laughs> fun fishing or whatever, and we'll we'll be like, oh, did you did you see they just moved up? And 
like, holy crap, did you see the last one that you saw? It's crazy. Oh, that's another one. Jeff Isham. Oh, yeah. He's, well, yeah. Yeah, he's going to stomp on some people, I would guarantee. <laughs> him, and, uh, always... him and Brock Howe, they, they had a good showing at Seminole. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, te- Texas guys out there showing Florida how to fish. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to be a thing, apparently. <laughs> Uh, so I after, feel, oh, oh I, go ahead, Brian. I feel like the bite's going to be pretty similar to Seminole. Uh, I'm guessing at least if if it's going to be that cold front. Yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. It would be very nice if it wasn't quite that difficult. I heard that was a little brutal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at I, least like, from like almost were... <laughs> almost half the field only had one fish or no fish, and then I think only the top yeah. thirteen had five fish both days so it was i know it's brutal on me it's brutal on a lot of people i just zigged when i should have zagged and i i still don't know what happened because i was throwing a jackhammer and doing everything else everybody was it I, I think in that tournament it was more of a concentration of you know like there was an area where they were at so i'd like to say that but then kurt smith's was in my area too and he got third so i don't know <laughs> hey we did a we did a local tournament with KAFW last weekend and I was within eye shot like half the day you know they were a good ways away from me because I don't I don't like to get near people and I don't like when they're sitting on top of me either but I was within eye shot of pretty much everybody that was in the top rankings of that tournament and I didn't catch a single fish so I think (laughs) I I caught one fish that day and landed in the top half of the field that that messes with your head a little bit it does does. but you know buddy of ours john stockman you know he told us when we first moved here he was like keep something in mind you can't catch my fish and i can't catch yours because everybody's style even if you're throwing the same exact thing you don't work the same way not even close and we've we've noticed that at home we actually we have a we have a big planted fish tank um and we were trying to figure out like why he'll catch more on say a shaky head than i will and i was like well let's drop those things in the tank and see what the heck the difference is and it was night and day between what the baits were doing just by how we hold our rods you know made a huge difference so yeah sometimes it comes down so talking about shaky head so much i'm kind of a shaky head freak too what's your what's your setup what what kind of shaky head and worms and what are maybe not worms maybe creature baits what what, what's your setup there we Uh, love owners yeah (laughs) Yeah. owner shaky heads with uh uh zoom what is it trick worm trick worm trick worm that's favorite i'll throw i tend to throw creature baits on it occasionally but not big, huge ones. A lot of times, like, I'll put little finesse-type creatures on them, but it does have to be, like, a certain setting, you know, where that the bite dials in that way, and when they don't want that, they absolutely don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the shaky head worm, that's, like, a that's probably tied on most of the time. <laughs> and yeah, do, you also, do you throw the Ned, too, or do you keep them on no. separate rods, or no, just shaky head? I, I have thrown an Ed. I'm I, I just didn't like throwing it much. Not I'd rather yet. I'd rather drag a tube or something than throw a Ned. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, my biggest thing I don't like about it, besides 
just how small they tend to be. They're too, um, they hang up too much. Yeah. I mean, like, at least that I've noticed, I would much rather throw something that's weedless than, than an egg rig. They just seem to catch every freaking thing in the water. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I think throwing a tube out there would be good because that's probably not something a lot of other people are doing. So you have something a little bit different going on. Yeah. yeah, we don't notice a ton of people throwing that. I mean, like down here, you'll hear everybody throwing, you know, a chatterbait, a square bill, um, a Texas rig, yeah. a Carolina rig, and an egg rig. Like those are, I would say those are probably like the top five that you'll hear about the most. And outside of that, because like, I definitely would say like deep diving crankbaits is something that like you either can do or you can't. <laughs> like, yeah, but. I think like to me deep diving because I moved over from a bass boat. It's a lot that that's like the one technique where in a bass boat I felt like I really had an advantage. That and big spoons, it just mm-hmm. yeah. you just don't have the leverage on a big crankbait or a big spoon like you would in a boat. That that's yeah. kind of the one thing I I don't I just don't really throw much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> It, just, but, it all depends. I mean, like, I'll throw them occasionally, not super deep diving. That's, like, the same thing as a chatterbait. Those, yeah, you know, all that resistance wears on you. So that's, if they're hitting them, sure. But otherwise, that's not a favorite of mine, at least. I'll tie one on. I I, I tie one on more often than she does, but not, not like, all the time. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it really depends where I'm working fish, though. So after the fork event, hopefully y'all do well there. Win, bring home the big check like one and two. And oh, uh, that, would, that would be crazy. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So after that, y'all have the Logan and Martin event over here in Alabama, right? Yeah. yeah. Have, have, have you ever <laughs> fished that? So you fished in uh, up there. Uh, I'm sorry, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that area. I'm sure some, maybe New York, some area around there. It, in Texas, have you all ever fished anywhere else, or is this kind of the first time going on a trip outside of the state? We shore fish in North Carolina. Yeah, shores and piers in North Carolina, but obviously that's not even close. But no, other than that, never been to any other states mm-hmm. for fishing, at least. Yeah. So it's going to be super interesting to lay eyes on a lake and just pretty much like, yeah, we're going to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, just dive in. It's it. I, I mean, just from the pictures I've seen, it, it seems like it's kind of that rocky more. Uh, it's been raining so much here too. I, I think we just get everything a day or two after y'all. Cause we had flood, yeah. uh, flood alerts tonight too. But the, yeah, uh, it's, it yeah. gets up to a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's more of that rocky kind of lake, not too much grass. So, yeah, if you like fishing shaky heads, it's a great lake for a shaky head. So, it should right. fit right in. A lot of, lot of, a uh, lot of docks for wacky rigs. So, you should do okay here if you like to fish those too. That uh, should be your jam. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be. I'm gonna have to force myself to do that. I, that's like a downfall of mine is. I still keep like, oh, I don't want to fish the docks. Like I would much rather get up into the junk and into the weeds and stuff like topwater fishing. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's a big different. That's a big yeah. differentiator. I love frogging. He does not. <laughs> oh, really? I, oh. I don't yeah. either. Not a frogger. <laughs> Me either. Mm. <laughs> well, it's, it, 
you're not really i mean it'd be too cold this time of year probably but the it's not a just enough grass yeah. on logan. i mean guntersville like an hour north of logan martin that's the jam but not on logan martin yeah so so what else after that what else are y'all fishing this year we'll go back to lake fork for for bass, for bass. oh wow okay yeah there's three big ones just back to back um, yeah We'll go Hobie, Logan Martin, and Hobie. Or Bass. Or, yeah. For yeah. Do what I meant. Logan Martin. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just somewhere to win money. Yeah, it's, it's a, all it's the same. <laughs> Try to. <laughs> yeah, that's really, it's not always a money game. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of money to it, sure. But that's <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm envious of all you guys, man, getting to travel and fish all these tournaments. I wish I could. <laughs> It's yeah, that's tricky. I mean, we definitely we're not gonna be able to make a lot of the other like all the other bass and Hobie events. Like we're gonna try to get to as many as we can, but I don't know if we'll be able to swing more of them than we're already in. Because I mean, everything we do that's double the cost. Yeah. yeah. So, well, <laughs> yeah, for entry fees and everything. Yeah. It's double. Well, but, there's like a. Like Arkansas, probably, and I mean, it's not too far from y'all, like Darnell. And there's yeah. one up yeah, there. Yeah, that that's one that we might end up at because I think it was only like a five hour drive, which is yeah. like bad at all. It's going to be like 10 and a half hours to get up to Alabama. So yeah. that's going to be a trek. I'm, I'm closer. I'm closer than you guys are. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Texas is so ridiculously large but yeah. you're really fortunate too because there's so many tournaments there but i'm sure like for me i'm in central alabama so i can get to georgia mississippi tennessee the same way and or i could go two or three states and you would still be in texas yep <laughs> pretty much <laughs> yeah that's so. crazy so is I'm... there a local trail that y'all usually fish there there are two local trails that we two fish local. Yeah, um, religiously, we do kayak anglers of Fort Worth and NTXKC, the North, North Texas Kayak Championship. And then there is a single event every year that is hands down the best event in all of kayak fishing, which is the Lone Star Throwdown. Uh, and if you haven't been to it or don't know about it, you should totally look that up because it is like the best time you will have at a tournament like... <laughs> That's all five clubs uh, coming together, isn't it? it or something. Well, it's, it's not all the clubs. It's Texas. regions. Yeah, Re regions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think we covered it last year. Okay. Yeah, there's. Uh, well, there's actually six now because East Texas split into East Texas and Southeast Texas Kayak yeah. Bass League. The alphabet, <laughs> the alphabet which, guys. <laughs> yeah, which reminds me, uh, we got another uh, host from Texas. Uh, he does a saltwater segment, Dustin Nichols. I don't know if you know him or not. I, I've heard the name. Yeah, we don't yeah, know. He, he, he's from he the He fishes uh, fast Southeast. stuff, too. Yeah, yeah okay. he's down but in, closer to Houston. Gotcha. Yeah, so I think he, fit, I think he fished that. Lone Star Throwdown last year. I can't remember that, exactly. That man fishes everything. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> it's it's just wish. a lot of fun um, because it's more of like, I don't know, it's like adult sleepaway camp. It's like the best way to put it. <laughs> like you're going for, you know, we end up going like Thursday till Sunday. And it's just, you get to see everybody. And even though you're doing a tournament and whatnot, it's super laid back. 
the food is always phenomenal. It's sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. So and real ale. Yeah, so there's, you know, it's all the food and, and drinks and whatnot is all included. So everybody kind of gets to, like, catch up, and it's not super serious. You know, it's it's more fun than anything when you start seeing who's going up and who's won and what, you know, what regions. I mean, nobody's going to beat the North. Like, North Texas just destroys everybody every year. Well, wow. <laughs> but individually... <laughs> Talking it's shit. Fun to see go up there. <laughs> I'm just saying, it stuff is what it is. <laughs> We've lived here. This will be our third year this, going this to it. Yeah. I'd put money on North Texas. I'm one of the past two. <laughs> yeah, that, Actually, that's Matthew Scotch is out of North Texas, right? Yeah. So oh, yeah. is Guillermo. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Matthew okay. won the Lone Star last year. Yes. Yep. yep. <laughs> and a friend of ours, Glenn. Came in second. I yeah, believe. somewhere around there. And Mark is up here too. Mark Pendergraph. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like we've got a lot of sticks that live right here. <laughs> like, where, where's Where's the North Line? Is it like Dallas, like Waco North, or I guess where? I think it, it, it. So you can fish for whoever you want to. Oh, I I got gotcha. you. But it, it's most of the people tend to fish where they fish their uh, trail. Like, we always do the North Texas Trail, so... And, like, KFW is right smack in the middle of North Texas. But, you know, like, the different... Like, West Texas, all those guys... Like, they are the West Texas Trail (laughs) will fish for... Is there even any water out in West Texas? It's just, like, oil fields. There's not much. Dude. I I lived in Abilene. There was, like, one lake. (laughs) We've not we've not gone very far west, <laughs> so east I've been there. Don't go south, southwest Texas. There is a body of water there that is on my bucket list, and it's the Devil's River. Oh, we hear. I want to get out there so bad. Yeah, yeah. That's... I, I also want to go to Falcon. Yeah, Falcon, Amistad, like all that stuff in the yeah. south on the border. Yeah, yeah. There's it almost I, starts getting absurd when you try to like list them, the ones that you want to go to. <laughs> like, the, well, I mean, for, that's, a, that's a big yeah. one. We would love to go out to um, Clear Lake and yeah. Delta. Those tournaments. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're gonna be able to swing that. Even that's like that's twenty four hour drive or something for us. Yeah, but that's one of those. That'd be pretty sick to go compete in those ones. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. I'd like to meet some of the guys out there on the West too. Yeah. That too. Yeah. I mean, y'all, again, y'all are so fortunate being in Texas where you have, you know, Toledo bend. I mean, you have so many great lakes in Texas. And, and like I said earlier, the state taking care of all the resources. So, well, it's just what, I mean, I love Alabama and I love going down fishing Florida, but I don't think anybody can argue that Texas is, the place to be if you're a bass fisherman mm-hmm. yeah it's uh, it's hard to beat and there is actually a brand new lake that's going to be going in north texas it's yeah. going to be um like in plano or no um it's just it's not far from us where it's, yeah it's up it's, it's up all north of, of us it's like bit. i want to say it's within a half an hour drive of us that they're going to be building a new reservoir um and that's going to be, at least from stuff that we've heard, um, that's going to be like another fork or Athens. You know, they're just going to 
load it with the share longer um, bass up there. But obviously, it's going to take a handful mm -hmm. of years for that to, you know, really come alive. And who knows when they're going to let people fish it. I doubt that would oh. be right away. But that's that's another one that, like, all right, man, like, got to put it on the calendar, like, five years from now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's that that's exciting. You don't hear about many, you know, good-sized lakes being made nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, it's been like thirty years or so here. I believe is what I read in the in the article. Yeah, Something so like it's been a long time. <laughs> I can't imagine. It seems like nowadays you would have to buy out so many people's houses and land that it would just be cost prohibitive to do it. But yeah. Texas, y'all have all that land. You can do that. We yeah right. <laughs> That's actually it's actually kind of sad though. Like we we do live in a more suburban area. But we are definitely like would rather be more out in the cut, um, and it's kind of bums us out when we start seeing the stuff that's farther out getting developed. I mean, it just pops up like that, and all of a sudden you're like, "Where the heck did all these things come from?" Like there was a farm here five yeah. minutes ago. Where'd all the cows go? Yeah, like what? I mean, <laughs> we've been here for two years, but I mean that. Who knows? Maybe somebody sold just one giant farm yeah probably <laughs> one dude's ranch and now it's a going to be a lake yeah yeah <laughs> all right well besides those i mean there's a couple other events going on on the uh 22nd and 23rd kbf pro tour claremont chain of lakes down in florida which is south of the harris chain uh none of us are fishing it but good luck to everybody there and also out speaking out in California on Folsom Lake, the 22nd is Yakabass uh, slash KBF tournament. And I think everybody who's watched Greg Blanchard and uh, Mobbing Outdoors, two native guys. Woo -woo. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, if you're watching that North Cal stuff, there's, you know, you see how good Folsom could be. So good luck to everybody fishing in those events and to y'all too. We so appreciate you being on the show. It was fun talking to you. Do you have any sponsors or any any shout outs you want to do? Oh, absolutely. Um, Anglers Pro Tackle uh, that's here in North Richland Hills, Lake Fork Trophy Lures, Rod Sox, Old Town's a really big one. That's like, that was awesome getting invited to be on their team. Uh, and Fishbrain, the Fishbrain app actually is a new sponsor of mine. Uh, so they're pretty awesome, but yeah. even uh, everybody in North Texas, pretty much, you know, like there's <laughs> so many awesome people up here that it's not just, you know, an organization. It's, it's really is like the community up here is fantastic. You know, you go to a local. They were very welcoming. Yeah. When it, we first moved here. Yeah. Being from up North, not everybody's that nice up there. <laughs> and, it's true. You know, <laughs> people tend to be nice people tend to be nicer in the south i don't know what it is yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the, i think it's the cold weather up north that makes everybody a little mad but there's so much sunshine down here <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah definitely all those you know the ones that we mentioned um they're awesome you know they help along the way everything everything helps every sponsor that we get um and our friends most importantly like we couldn't be where we are right now without all of them so <laughs> yeah all right so how, how can everybody check you out online uh you can find me on www.fishlikeacat.com and that's a cat with a k i like uh, it we also uh it's not 
super up and running yet, but we totally are building a team backup.com and a team backup Facebook. Uh, and the fish like a cat you can find on every social media outlet that exists. Um, <laughs> I assume over time we'll probably do the same thing with the, the team backup thing. It's, it's fun to do the, the one together, but the fish like a cat stuff is like my outlet for writing and art and all that stuff. So that's definitely where you can find me. Cool. Well, good luck, and uh, I'll definitely be seeing you at Logan Martin, and if anything you ever need, let us know. So follow them online, and definitely support their sponsors. Any sponsors that's supporting kayak anglers, please follow all these people instead of the, the ones who aren't. You know, The more that we can sponsor and money we can bring in this sport, uh, the yep. better for everybody. So Absolutely. thank you for being on the show, and good luck, and we, we'll talk to you all soon. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. Have a good night. See ya. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the paddle and fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. A mule there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.